BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to The Morning Toast. Happy Monday. Hope everyone had an amazing, refreshing, delightful and brilliant weekend. I really had an amazing, refreshing, delightful, and brilliant weekend. I really did. It was so relaxing. Caught up on my Z's. Got some good sleep in, despite the big belly. Watched a lot of great TV. Read a horrible book. So it was really all over the place. A little bit of everything. And I saw my friends. So I really felt like I... Did it all. Had a nice blend balance of activities well you love a blended moment you do i had an amazing weekend with one major snafu i wouldn't say snafu i would say like ruiner one big ruiner okay do you know what it is no on friday night i was out at a restaurant and i saw cuba getting junior oh yeah yeah so I'm in this restaurant that has like a bunch of different rooms. So like I'm sitting in this one particular room called the grill and he like pops his head in and I'm sitting by like the entrance and I guess he was looking for someone. So he pops his head in and like looks around and like fully makes eye contact with me. But you know, I'm just like one of millions so that he doesn't even recognize You're me. You're just like, another butt to him. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> I'm not even a, like a thought process. And then I was like, I was getting really drunk and I was like, I think I'm going to say something. Stop. Obviously, I didn't, but, like, I did go to the bathroom, and then as I was, like, making my way through the crowd, I got, like, stopped because, like, these people were just, like, mobbing, and I couldn't get through. And who am I standing directly next to? Cuba Gooding Jr. Wow. So it was a great weekend full of laughs, loves, friends, books, You guys books, actually TV. have, like, very similar taste in restaurants and I vibes. see him everywhere. That's I saw him in the Hamptons recently. That's crazy. No, I know. It's very jarring. Are you okay? Yeah, no, I'm fine. But it did, like, rattle me, like, for a minute when I was in the restaurant. That's rattling. Yeah, it was just, like, very, like, a disassociative, is that the right word? Moment. Yeah. yeah. And fuck him, so. Damn. Sorry. Yeah, other than that, I had a really nice weekend. I'm so glad. I, too, read a book that I hated. I, I can't believe you hate it. She read One Day in December, which if you're a reader and you like, you know, A Snitch's Choice, it's a classic. It was so corny, and it was hella long for a while where nothing happened. Like, it, it is pretty long, but if you like the book, then it's, you know, not long enough. Didn't love the characters. Like, I'm like, why is, like, everyone obsessed with that, this guy Jack? Like, he sounds ugly. Like, the way they keep describing him, like, he's messy. I'm like, who the fuck wants to be with someone messy? It was just not my favorite book, but it did get me one book closer to my goal of 20, to my goal of 30, because I'm at 26 now. So I am almost done with this book that I started, and I, I would have finished it if it were good, but, you know, I was avoiding it all weekend. Wish You Were Here by Jodi Picoult. And it is so bad. It's all about COVID. Like, I thought, oh. it, no, no, no. It's more about COVID than I could have ever even right. dreamed. Like, 
first I was like, okay, it's about, you know, she gets stuck on this island because there's, a, you know, like the travel bans and COVID is in the background, which is like, okay, kind of interesting, whatever. Um, then it turns, it just like completely turns. I don't want to spoil it, but it's, it couldn't be more about COVID. It could not be more about COVID. That sounds awful. And I'm going to finish it because like I need to get to my Goodreads uh-huh. goal. And because I do want to finish it before I make a judgment, but I'm at 70% and I would not recommend this to someone that I love. Okay, but you would recommend it to someone that you despise. <laughs> yes. Got it. Okay, I've got a few people I got to email the <laughs> link to. Um, well, yes, it was a great weekend. Like, I had a good balance. Like, a Saturday I was drinking all day. We went to the Pier 17 rooftop mm-hmm. where they have those, like, cabins. And it was just, I'm sorry you weren't there, and I hate to, like, talk about it because I know. No, I'm so glad you guys went and had a good time. It was so nice. It was just a great way to spend the day, like, in New York. It was gorgeous out. We played games. We were drinking in this little cabin. It was a, just a great Saturday. And I feel like if I were going, you wouldn't have felt as comfortable bringing games because you would have known. No, in our group chat where you said, I'm too tired, I'm not coming, I then was like, oh, great, let me bring some games. But then when I brought the games, Becky from the Redheads did let me know she also despises games. But she she put her differences aside. We totally aside. won her over. Like the, the camaraderie, the sportsmanship, and the sheer joy of the games was contagious. Okay. I'm so happy for you guys. That's a great way to spend the day. It really was nice. And then I got to spend all Sunday like cultivating a vibe and relaxing. So I think that's called balance. That is balance. And you do love to see it. You do definitely love to. You do. do, do. You do. Dadu. Dew is here today and he's being like extra cute and like really attached to me. So we have been alone since like Thursday, me and Theo, because um, his father flew south and it's really just connected us in this like deep way. And I think that's kind of what you're feeling, like that energy. Yeah. No, he's just being very emotionally supportive. You can always, you can't, you can't count on Theo for a lot, but you can count on him to be extremely emotionally supportive. Yeah. And you can count on Brew to be so handsome and charming. So delicious and gorgeous. So lovely. Everybody loves Brew. We have an amazing show because, of course, we've got the past five that we got to talk about. And we've got some good shit in there. Okay, good. That's, it's always a toss up. So <laughs> it's so great. You never know. You never know. <laughs> um, we're going to talk about the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City at the end of the TV recap. And I heard you had some other things you wanted to throw in the TV recap. Yes, here's what I watch. I watch Sex Lives of College Girls. Did you love it? Love. Good. Oh my God. It was just like this beautiful little nugget of yep. a show. And it was so spot on in terms of capturing the college. culture of college, especially like small liberal arts mm-hmm. school in the Northeast, which is where I went. So I, I did feel very akin to it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and and the like awkwardness and dynamics of, of freshman year. Or it was palpable. Yeah, it was really, really good. So I mean, we can talk about it more in the mm-hmm. TV recap. And then I caught up on Yellowstone on the new season. I had been saving it for a rainy day. And when it rained, it poured, and I watched the new season, and it is so fucking good. Mm. It is the best show on television. Like I gotta get into it. I'm just like not the so good. It's so oh my god. It was, and then the new episode was on last night, and so I just rolled into the new episode, and I just I love it so much. Well, you rolled into the new episode, thus missing the season finale of Succession. If I knew it was the season finale, actually, you want to blame someone? Uh, blame Zach because I we, knew you were going to say that because we had like a date to watch it together at a certain time, and he just never showed up. Well, to be honest, I watched the whole episode not realizing it was realizing it was the finale because it was episode nine, and like most HBO episodes have ten episodes. Like it was just 
randomly nine, but it was incredible. Did like, something finally fucking happen? Something huge. Thank you. And something so unexpected. Like you're thinking like, what? Like it's just, it's not even remotely what I was thinking was going to happen. Okay. Well, I'm really excited to watch something happen on the show where nothing happens. Can you just plug your ears for one second? Uh... I don't just know, plug your ears for one second. I want to say one thing to then, the people. But then we have to put in spoilers in the in the <sighs> thing, and you know, I think people really appreciated that on the Sex and the City. Even though, all right, about, fine. Spoiler even though coming. we're about to spoil Sex and the City again today, and it, but at this point, if you have avoided spoilers, like, you're out of control. You obviously don't spend a lot of time on the internet, and you're not listening to this podcast. Oh, and you're not watching Sex and the City because it's been out for four days. So yeah, no, but like it's everywhere now. So I'm sorry. We're gonna just agreed get into it. Without further ado. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I, I'll try. I'm going to watch Succession today. Does that work for you? Or like, it just takes away the fun. No, it's just like everyone's talking about it today and we're not because you couldn't do it. I didn't realize it was a season finale. Neither did I, but still. And also the show is really bad. It doesn't deserve my like live viewing. It's still pretty good. It, no, it's really, really bad. It's not every for episode. A, for a show that should be spectacular, it has everything. The storyline, the characters, the scenery, the, you know, HBO budget. It's not good. What I think about Succession is like, yes, not every episode is like a bang out, like amazing thing. And some of the characters are so unlikable that when it's one of those kind of low key episodes, they're like laying groundwork for what comes next. You're just left with the characters. And like, I can't even find someone even remotely sympathetic. Like, I think the person I probably like best is Roman. And like, he's a freak, you know? Yeah. So you're not left with much on the episodes where there's not crazy high intense drama. Yeah, I guess. But it shouldn't, like, it doesn't always need to be such drama. I, I'm trying to think if, like, Yellowstone is super dramatic this season, but it's always, like, crazy. But they also are doing, like, a lot of more cowboy stuff. Mm. And, like, a lot of, I don't know if it was always like this, but, like, a lot of music and, like, just scenes of ranching. And I think, like, just people love ranch, Ranch life. Ranch life. Did you see the interview with the actor who plays Kendall Roy that went, like, completely viral? Where he, like, is talking about how serious he takes it and playing it like a comedy, but also like Hamlet. Right, but also, like, people then thinking, like, literally he was in Kendall Roy while he was doing this interview because he's being so serious. Yeah. I haven't read it, but... It's a written interview, right? I, I don't know. Yeah, 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 not a video. Okay, then I saw a clip. Yeah, snippet. I have to watch it because people are, like, obsessing over this interview. Like, how the guy, what's his name, who plays Kendall? Like, is Kendall. Got it. Which makes sense because I don't think anyone's that good of an actor. yeah. That makes sense. Um, okay. So now without further ado, to do, yeah. to do, it is time for the Fast Five Stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. And today's episode is brought to you by Bolin Branch. The gift everyone wants is a better night's sleep, and Bolin Branch never disappoints with the highest quality sheets, blankets, pillows, and throws, plus their holiday packaging makes your gift look and feel special. So we preach about Bolin Branch all the time. My throw blanket, my pillowcases, my duvet cover, my sheets... Mostly everything on my bed is from Bolin Branch, and I've never looked back. As someone who gets very warm in her sleep, I find the material to be extremely breathable. They have a ton of different designs available. So many different accessories, too, like throw blankets and pillows. Uh, the signature hem sheets are the ones that I have, and that's their all-time bestseller. They're beloved for many reasons. They get softer with every wash. They're buttery soft, lightweight, and made with 100% organic weave that feels incredible at all seasons. It comes in a wide range of colors and sizes, and they go from a twin up to a California king. Treat yourself and your loved ones to the new standard embedding from Bowl and Branch. Their gifts come wrapped and ready in a special holiday packaging, and if you order by 1219, you'll have guaranteed delivery by Christmas. Shop the holiday semi-annual sale from 
December 9th to December 15th and get 20% off at bolandbranch.com. That's B-O-L-L and branch.com. See site for details. Exclusions may apply, but their holiday semi-annual sale goes on from December 9th till December 15th and you can get 20% off at bolandbranch.com. Wonderful. Our first story, spoiler alert, but it's time that you found out. We're talking about Sex of the City, so. Peloton responds to, and just like that, death with a new ad. And just like that, Mr. Big is alive. Well, at least in a new ad for Peloton. The fitness company released a commercial featuring Chris Knock on Sunday, just days after his beloved Sex and the City character was pronounced dead in HBO Max's revival series. So the new commercial shows Chris Knock and Jess King, who's a Peloton instructor. Chris Knoth? I mean, it depends. Okay. Where you're from. Yeah. Um, and Jess King, who plays Allegra Got on it. the show, but she's a real Peloton instructor, sitting across from each other on a couch in front of a crackling fire. He says, to new beginnings. And then she says, should we take another ride? Life's too short not to. Then they say, and just like that, the world was reminded that regular cycling stimulates and improves your heart, lungs, and circulation, reducing your risk of cardiovascular diseases. Cycling strengthens your heart, muscles, lowers rest, resting pulse, and reduces blood fat levels. He's alive. So, you know that was Ryan Reynolds' voice? I just found that out while reading this. I was shook by that. I didn't really understand, like, why. I don't know either. And he, I also saw that he posted the clip. Me too. And so I was like, oh, that's weird. Maybe he's an investor in Peloton. That's what I was thinking. But then remember when two or three years ago, I guess it was three years ago, when Peloton had that cringy Christmas commercial? Mm -hmm. of, and then, like, Ryan Reynolds, like, parodied it. Did he? For his gin company. Oh, yeah. That was a weird time. Yeah. And so I'm like, what is Ryan Reynolds's connection? He's connection. now two for two on, on viral Public. Peloton commercials. No, there's something going on between Ryan Reynolds and Peloton. Yeah. Totally. Okay, but we need to discuss this, obviously, genius marketing. But well, you know what? SoulCycle snapped back first and put out like a tweet. Like maybe Mr. Big should have Went gone to SoulCycle. SoulCycle. Yeah. And so, like, that was cute and funny, and it got, like, a lot of likes, and it was very, like, widely shared. No, I'm sure social media managers across the world were quaking, quaking. as to how to make the most of this opportunity. No, millennials with, like, social media, with marketing degrees, like, were fully working this weekend. Yeah, but no one got it better than Peloton. But this begs the question, like, was this filmed in the last four days? Or, like, has Peloton been in on this the whole time, had this plan? And maybe, like, HBO was like, hey, listen, we're about to, like, be slanderous as fuck. If you want to get in front of it. Right. And so that was Chris Noth in the, he like looked kind of different. I was like, is that someone pretending to be Chris Noth? Because I'm like, his features just looked off and I wasn't a hundred percent sure. By all accounts, it's him. Yeah, you know, I, I believe that. So I definitely felt like, it felt like they filmed it in the last four days, but not only do they have to produce, edit everything, they also have to negotiate a deal with Chris Noth. For, he obviously got paid to be like in this Peloton ad. Yeah. So that takes months. Like, I just, I'm not sure. I'm starting to feel like it was pre-planned. Yes, but didn't Peloton post something like on Friday? They had a statement. Yes, that was very like backtracky. Uh, right. So it seemed like they like freaked out, put something out, and then like had a few days and kind of came up with something better. Like it did feel like it was all happening in real time. I don't know, but like to execute these contracts, to get Chris to the studio, to Ryan. film a commercial, get a, Ryan's voice. So I guess he could have sent in a voice note, but you know, get a video person sound like, you know. I mean, I guess it was just one shot and they literally like zoomed out. Like, But it's high quality. Like these things weirdly take a long time to do. I hope that we get clarity, but if I had to guess, I would I would say that this was filmed before Thursday. I don't know. I don't know. 
I kind of don't think so. That would be crazy. No, that would be crazy and it would be very unlikely, but it did feel all very thrown together, like with their initial like panicky statement and now this like funny, lighthearted version. Yeah, no, I feel like with this, Peloton is complete. Not that like it even should really have real If you watch TV real and world think my relevance. Peloton's going to kill me, like you need to stop watching TV. Right. Or you are just not going to get on the Peloton to begin with. And now you have an excuse. Totally. <laughs> but I do think that with this, like, Peloton, I hope the stock levels because they yeah. don't deserve... They didn't do anything wrong. The, yeah. Yeah. And it really, it is good to work out and exercise those cardiovascular muscles. But you know what's so funny? Like, out of any brand, like, I feel like we're always talking about the Peloton stock here on the show. Like, it's always a topic of conversation. Maybe because they're, you know, a newer brand that's, like, has relevance that is public. And they're also just, like, really part of, like, the cultural, like, zeitgeist. And, and I, I feel like, especially with COVID, like, Peloton is yeah. a real indicator of where we're at. It's just, like, such a big part of people's lives. Yeah. And, like, it's a bigger part when you're staying home more. Right. So, it's just, like, I, I do feel like it's kind of a, a decent barometer for what's going on in the world. Yeah, no, I agree. Like, the more we're talking about Peloton, like, the more we're staying inside. Right. The higher Peloton stock is, the less we're going out. Right, right. Down with Peloton. No, I love, I miss my Peloton. It's been so You can't so do it? Long. Or you just don't want to? No, I can, but, like, why would I? Totally. I'm, like, a sloth on there. Totally. I might as well just be listening to music and sitting. No, no. <laughs> You're getting something done. You're getting your heart rate up. No, but, like... When I did it, I did it maybe like four months pregnant. I only did it once during pregnancy, and like it was just pathetic. Mm. And now I'm like Big. triple the size. Yeah. It's it just I don't know what I would accomplish other than a bit of fun. But just even like putting on a sports bra is like not gonna happen for yeah. me. And I don't even think I have one that would comfortably fit. I fucking hate sports bras. Can I just say? I like. I mean, they're a great tool, but um, I would have to buy if it, like it would just be a whole thing. Yeah. Also, if you're listening to this as a podcast, please know you are not getting pulled over. There's an incredibly loud, annoying siren behind us, but you're good. I've heard we're, louder. We're gonna continue on. Just, I've heard louder. I just want you don't have to look in your rearview mirror. No one's coming behind you. Yeah. Or maybe I mean, unless or maybe you're they here, are. Unless yeah. you hear two sirens. Have you broken a law recently? Maybe you should pause, make sure that there's not another siren for, coming maybe. for you. Are you ready for our next story? Sure. The Golden Globe nominations are here. We have Wait, the sorry. full list. What'd you list. say? The Golden Globe. This. Oh. I'm rolling my eyes. I fucking hate, like, these types of award shows, you know? Oh, more than any. I hate the shows, but I do find interest in the nominations. Yeah. And also, everyone else hates the shows because Golden Globes will no longer be streamed on NBC. They will no longer be lively broadcasted. I don't know if they're going to be televised at all. I think that's for the best because you know what? We really don't care. Yeah, no, we, they, we said we didn't care, and they now And know they listened. That. And yeah, they know. But they're still going to, you know, go ahead with, I guess, having the show. Okay. Though this year's event won't be televised, the 2022 Golden Globes are pushing forward. On Monday morning, the Hollywood Foreign Press Association announced the movies and television shows nominated for the 79th annual Golden Globes Awards. Snoop Dogg helped announce the nominees. So even though they will not be aired on NBC. It's unclear if and where they would be aired. Maybe they're still working that out. We have our nominations. Are you ready? Yeah, I just want to say that I do feel like this is like the beginning of the end for the Golden Globes, correct? Like, I mean, God willing. Yeah, <laughs> from, from our mouth from to God's ears. Mouth. Like, and I just feel this way about award shows. I do think that between the Grammys, I mean, the Emmys are just like... Not, Grammys are great. No, between Grammys, Oscars, Golden Globes, like I would think the Golden Globes would go first. Yeah. 
And then I, do, I don't see the Oscars or Grammys going anywhere. But see, the Emmys are unique in the sense that, like, they cover exclusively TV. So, like, they really are kind of, like, a necessary thing. Whereas, like, Golden Globes, like, TV and, like, get out of here. Like, no, they're, they're extremely redundant. And it's, like, a seated dinner. And it just always comes off as so tone deaf. Yeah. So it's interesting to hear what they think are the top shows. So let's get into it. Best TV series, musical, or comedy. The Great, Hacks, Only Murders in the Building, Reservation Dogs, Ted Lasso. Only Murders in the Building should win. Yeah, honestly, those are all good shows, except, and I, um, a lot of people ask me if I watch The Great, because mm-hmm. it's about Catherine the Great, and it stars Elle Fanning, mm-hmm. and it's like a comedy about, like, uh, you know, Catherine the Great in Russia. And I actually watched a ton of episodes, and I really didn't like it. Mm. And that was surprising for me, and I think other people would be surprised by that, because you would think that that's a show that, that I would, would like. like. And I found it to be so goddamn annoying and stupid. <laughs> and, uh, like, I now I, I do want to watch a show about Catherine the Great, just not that one. Got it. Best motion picture, musical, or comedy? Serrano, Don't Look Up, Licorice Pizza, Tick, Tick, Boom, West Side Story. Couldn't care less. Haven't seen any of those yet but you never know you never don't know. look up is that new one it's like a satire it's on netflix with like Je- Je- everyone's in it yeah jonah hill jennifer lawrence leonardo dicaprio i will be watching that tick tick boom i heard was good andrew garfield yes. netflix yes and west side story which we have a story about west side story so we'll talk about okay because i also want to talk about west side story okay we're gonna t- we actually will be talking about the ansel elgord of it all like we, we will be talking okay about best actor in a tv series drama brian cox succession that's logan Oh. Mm-hmm. Lee Jung Jae, Squid Game. Okay. Billy Porter, Pose. Okay. Jeremy Strong, Succession. That's Kendall. Kendall. Omar Sy, Lupin. I haven't heard of that show, but um, great. Yeah. Best Supporting Actress in a Motion Picture. Catriona Balf, Belfast. Ariana DeBose, West Side Story. Kirsten Dunst, The Power of the Dog. Anu Jay Ellis, King Richard. Ruth Nega, Passing. Unfamiliar with... All Most, of those movies. Yeah. Best actress in a miniseries or television film. Jessica Chastain, Scenes from a Marriage. Cynthia. Oh, I do want to see that. It's out. It's yeah. been out, right? Cynthia Revo, Genius Aretha. Elizabeth Olsen, WandaVision. I always mean to watch Me WandaVision. Me too. And then whenever I'm scraping the bottom of the barrel, it doesn't even cross my mind. No, and like we're just too late. Yeah. Margaret Qualley, Maid. Mm. Kate Winslet, Mare of Easttown. Mm. Best actor in a miniseries or television film. Paul Bettany, WandaVision, Oscar Isaac, Scenes from a Marriage, Michael Keaton, Dope Sick, Ewan McGregor, Halston, Tahar Rahim, The Serpent. The only one I've seen is Halston, and I didn't think it was Golden Globe Award worthy. Yeah. Whatever that means. <laughs> Best action, actor in a motion picture, musical, or comedy. Leonardo DiCaprio, Don't Look Up, Peter Dinklage, Serrano, Andrew Garfield, Tick, Tick, Boom, Cooper Hoffman, Licorice Pizza, Anthony Ramos, In the Heights. So Ansel Elgort did not get nominated. No. He did not. Best. I don't know if he deserves to. I haven't seen it. I'm just remarking. Best TV series drama. Lupin, The Morning Show, Pose, Squid Game, Succession. Did Rachel Zegler get lead actress in a comedy or musical? Uh, nope. Mm. Nope, she did not. So Rachel Zegler is plays, plays Maria. Oh, yeah, she did. Sorry. She did? They, they have it out of order, yes. Oh, good for her. Mm-hmm. So she, if you guys don't know, she um, plays Rachel in the new Steven Spielberg West Side Story, which is why I think there's all this kind of like hoopla for it, obviously because it's Steven Spielberg, but also because she's like this unknown. She went viral in this like gorgeous rendition of her singing Shallow by Lady Gaga and literally she got the part 
from that. This is like her first major role. And I'm actually looking forward to seeing her in it. Like I'm going to watch it definitely at some point. Yeah, she's nominated in Best Actress in a Motion Picture, Musical, or Comedy, along with Marion Cotillard, Cotillard, and who's in Annette, Alana Haim, Licorice Pizza. I'm assuming that's one of the Haim girlies. Mm-hmm. What's Licorice Pizza? I'd never heard of it. No, and why is a Haim sister in sounds it? Sounds delicious. It sounds vile, actually. Jennifer Lawrence, Don't Look Up. Emma Stone, Cruella. Well deserved. Well deserved. And then Rachel Zegler. Oh, Rachel Zegler must be so excited. Like, she literally was like, the video of her went viral. She was in a high school auditorium. She's like super young. Yeah. This must have just been like the most thrilling last year. Yeah, very exciting. Honestly, there are so many fucking categories. I really can't continue to go through them. Especially when we've seen like none of the films they're referring to. Yeah, but I would say the biggest, most important category typically is best motion picture drama. Mm -hmm. Those are like the ones you can expect to see at the Oscars. And this is what we have. Belfast, Belfast, Coda, Dune, King Richard, The Power of the Dog. I heard Dune was literally one of the worst movies ever made. Yeah, I didn't hear good things. Zach watched it. Like, I just haven't, like, I've been saving, we have been saving all these, like, critically acclaimed movies to watch while we're on vacation at the end of the month. And so I really can't offer very much insight because I will only have seen them. Come the new year, I'll be full of insight. But three of those I hadn't heard of. Which? Belfast. Belfast, Coda, and The Power of the Dog. Me neither. So, I mean, that's, you know, enlightening. Extremely enlightening. Yeah. I well, mean, congratulations to all the nominees. Good luck uh, getting your award at a show nobody's watching. Yeah. But I wonder if they'll still do the red carpet and stuff. Yeah, I'm sure we'll get pictures and all. But not, like, live for me. N- Probably not if it's like if the show's not worthy of a broadcast. But I really I feel like the show might wind up being broadcasted on like GoldenGlobes.com. It's Paramount Plus. No, there. Yeah. First of all, there's literally no reason. So let's say whatever they lost their licensing deal with NBC, like it ran out. Let's say that's the case. There's literally endless possibilities. Like a million streaming services would love the exclusive. You could stream it for free on your website. You could have a sponsor. Like. What's going on with the Golden Globes? Yeah, maybe they just haven't figured it out yet, but I think it will be available to stream somewhere. You do? I do. Okay, we'll see. Yeah. Next up, a little more movie news. West Side Story falls flat at the box office with a disappointing $10 million debut. Ooh. Yeah, they were expecting... In a weekend. In the weekend. They were expecting um, like $100 million, and it came in at 10 They spent $100 million on the movie. And audiences didn't open their wallets to see the infamous rivalry between the Sharks and the Jets play out on the big screen. West Side Story, Steven Spielberg's remake of the classic musical, fell flat in its box office debut, collecting a paltry $10.5 million from 2,820 theaters. Despite its first place finish, the film's inaugural ticket sales are cause for concern because Disney and 20th Century Studios spent $100 million to revive the Shakespearean love story for modern times and stand to lose millions unless West Side Story at the box office through the holidays and Oscar season. Okay, but like our movie ticket figures back up post-COVID? They've like, been up. There have okay. been some big movies okay. that really... So it's know, possible. It's possible. I think that people thought that this would be one of those movies because it's, you know, Steven Spielberg, it's a musical, it's the holidays. Yeah. And even though, you know, there's more weeks to be counted, this is a really sad debut. It is, but I'm not surprised at all because I really did not feel like lots of promotion was put into... The, like we, I know because I'm like such a a pop culture TikTok freak. But like the story of Rachel Zegler, like should have been hella public. I just feel like 
it was like actually this the movie had a great story behind it about Rachel and I feel like there was like nothing really done with that people don't really I think know the whole Rachel Zegler story I think the promo was bad and I think a lot of it had to do with Ansel Elgort like I think I don't know whether he this movie was filmed before he was accused of rape or they consciously cast him in it after he was accused but they like refused to promote the fact that he was in it so like how can you promote a movie without the main character is he the lead yes oh wow I saw him so I saw some commercials for it and I thought it, that it did look really good I think that the um, they flashed his face like once like they're not proud of the fact that they cast him so yeah. why did you I mean what if it was already filmed right that's but was, was it? it I don't know I don't it think so it feels like we've been talking about this for so long but also Trying to figure out when the Ansel Elgort stuff happened. It was... I think oh. it was like June 2020. It was like a while ago. Yeah, or July 2020. Yeah, so I can imagine maybe people just didn't want to open up their pockets for Ansel Elgort. You think? I just think that... I, I, I actually don't know what to think, and I think that, that this is where Hollywood is too. And also because, like, yes, the story of Rachel Zegler is beautiful. You know, West Side Story is a classic tale. It's a holiday musical. It's a big-budget production. But it's also Steven Spielberg, and usually he puts asses in seats. Right. And so I think that's what people are really having a hard time wrapping their head around. Do you think Steven Spielberg is, like, quaking this morning? I don't think he is. Thinking he's I lost think he'll, his... I think he already got paid. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. No, actually, and you, I'm get, sure... you get a piece of... Actually, most like big actors, and I don't know about directors. Like, you get a huge chunk of whatever no, the movie. No, the better makes. the movie does, like the better for you. But like, okay, so it, so it's not doing well. Like, big whoop. Also, I'm sure that everyone there is just blaming COVID and not really looking inwards and saying, why aren't we reaching people? Why don't people want to come see us? Well, why? I don't know. I don't know either. Well, that's a problem they have to figure out, not us. Yeah, because even though like movies are down, there have been some good numbers recently and things have been, you know, up and you would have thought that something like this would have brought people out. Well, I just want to say, I definitely think it has something to do with the bizarre promotion of this film having to do with Ansel Elgort. That's what I want to say. Okay. That's, like, I don't remember seeing a big commercial. I don't remember, like, if, if, this, if this wasn't the case with Ansel Elgort, I feel like we've gotten, like, really, we would have gotten, like, really cute pictures of, like, maybe him and Rachel Zegler, and everyone's like, oh, yeah. Like, we got nothing. Yeah. yeah. I only found out that Rachel Zegler was playing Maria, like, a week ago. Yeah, but also she, I mean, for people who aren't, like, well-versed in the, you know, TikTok viral videos. She's an unknown actress, so like the only name that they have to lead with is Ansel, and they Albert, couldn't. And they're not using it, so it's just like West Side Story with Steven Spielberg. Yeah, he's and it's playing like, every part. No, and you know what? I want to say something hella, hella controversial. Is West Side Story a story that needs to be retold many times and like a, in different iterations? I can't lie. I've seen it like once a million years ago. I'm not entirely sure what it's even about. I've never seen it, I don't think. but It's one of those movies that they always redo. Yeah, but it reminds me of that, you know, Bring It On um, iteration, The Sharks vs. The Jets. 100%. And maybe this weekend spend your time watching that. Such a good if film. If you want a modern retelling of West Side Story in an impeccable <laughs> way, <laughs> I would watch, I think it's Bring It On All or Nothing. Two. No, no two is Hayden Panettiere and Solange Knowles. So it no, must no, be no, three. that's not even two. Two is... um. No, all or nothing is Hayden Panettiere. Wait, hold on. Okay, and that's bring it on Sharks vs. Jets. This is like four or five. It's so twisted. In it to win it. Yes. Yes, you guys. That's the one. I have to say, I think the Hayden Panettiere Solange Knowles one like might be better than the original. No, it's so fucking good. I mean, it's there so are good. so many good ones. 
Bring It On Again is number two. And you've seen it, but it's not incredibly memorable. I don't think I actually have seen it. Um, if I showed you, if I, yeah, like it's about a sorority and. I've never seen that. No, you, you have. I know that you have. Because I've seen everything you've seen. But I'm just telling you, I haven't seen it. <laughs> you fell asleep, but like, you no, saw no, it. I'm telling you, I've no, never... No, that was a bad picture that I showed I've never you. been in the presence of that film. No, no, I know that you have. Okay, what's the premise of the movie? Like, they're in their college cheerleaders. Okay. Competing. For I'm telling title. you, I've never seen it. Okay, fine. Um, Anyways, bring it on in a twin. It, like, Steven Spielberg, maybe you should watch it. Maybe that. you should revive that, <laughs> Steven. Um... So, yeah, I am surprised by this, but, like, not really. It's just been, like, a weird movie that seems, like, cursed. Do you want to see it? Like, when you saw the promos and stuff, were you like, ooh, I'm itching to see that? Kind of. Me like too. that song. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to see it as well. Yeah. Hopefully it'll be streaming somewhere soon. Yeah, it's on I my list. I feel like that's also, like, people just want to watch from home. I know. It's like, I do love going to the movies. can't remember the last time I've been. Yeah. It's one of my favorite activities. I never go. Yeah. Maybe it's because my particular movie theater is just, like, sad. Like, no one's there. I'm, like, always the only one in the theater, and it's, like, boring. Hmm. And, like, they don't even have a working soda machine. I, they have a bottle of soda, which is just unacceptable. I do prefer a bottle, so no. can't go by It's me. just, like, low budget because, like, they haven't been open in six years. So it's, like, it's there's tumbleweeds across <laughs> the floor. I'm, like, what is going on? Yeah. Well, if any of you have watched it or saw it, let us know what you thought. Yeah, and let us know why you think it didn't do well at the box office. Yes. Um... But you know what is doing well at the box office? My skin. Thanks to Curology. It's true. Curology customizes a prescription formula with three active ingredients picked for you to help tackle your skincare needs. Whether that's trying to take control of acne, fine lines, dark spots, breakouts, clogged pores. You start Curology by answering online about your questions. And if it's a good fit, then Curology will match you with a licensed dermatology provider who will get to know your skin and subject to consultation, you get a customized prescription cream to be sent straight to your door to address the acne, fine lines, dark spots, and more. So again, your skin is more personal than comedy. And there's really no reason why we should all be using the same products. We all have completely different skin. We all have completely different problems. We have different textures. So Curology is making dermatology personal. And it's fabulous. We've been, I've been, on, I think I'm on like my second delivery of Curology. The consultation, the questionnaire is actually very, very in-depth. Asks you a lot of questions. You upload pictures of your face. It's super in-depth and it feels like they're really getting to know your skin. You can start your Curology journey just like we did with a free 30-day trial at Curology.com slash toast. If prescribed, just pay $5 for shipping and handling. That's C-U-R-O-L-O-G-Y dot com slash toast to unlock your free 30-day trial. Cancel anytime. That's Curology.com slash toast. Great. Our next story, some exciting legal news. Kim Kardashian passes the baby bar exam. She's one step closer to becoming an attorney. This morning, Kim announced that she, O-M-F-G-G-G-G-G, I passed the baby bar exam. Kim had previously failed the exam three times, but had COVID during one of those attempts. And now she has passed and is on her way to becoming an attorney. I'm so proud of her. Honestly, and I hate to, like, even admit that, you know, I was a doubter, non-believer. But I was starting to think that it just wasn't going to happen. I know, because I remember reading somewhere, like, some lie that said, this particular route she's taking, you're only allowed to try to take the baby bar twice. Like, if you oh. don't pass it either time, like, you're out. Well, that was clearly a lie. That was clearly a lie. So she passed on the fourth time. We love a queen who doesn't give up, who perseveres. 
beyond challenges. Which is like really uh, so admirable. But you know what? Like, and I think Kim probably feels this way too. Like she's been so public about this whole journey. And like in order to get there, she has to pass this test. And there was no way this bitch was not passing this test. Like the world was watching. People made so much fun of Kim. Like, oh, you can just buy your way into being a lawyer. She took the harder route and she's doing it. And I think she was not going to give up until she did it. She was not going to let like everyone who doubted her be right. Right. But I think also ever since, you know, like the first time that she failed when we were all, you know, so excited. And then the second time she did have COVID. I think, you know, these last two times, like she's really been working in silence. And she was like, you know what? I'll share good news when I have have it, it. But like, and I think that's the best way to go about things because it, it puts even more pressure on an extremely pressure-filled situation. But you know what? There's all these things happening with the Kardashians that I'm like actually really looking forward to the Hulu show. But they had said, they promised, I heard them say in an interview, like this time we're going to have much faster turnaround times. So when there's something going on in the public eye, it's not going to be a year before we're able to address it. But like, you know, shit has gone on in the last six months and like there's still no fucking show, but they're technically filming. Yeah, I, I heard somewhere like Chloe say early 2022 we can expect okay so but then we're gonna be talking about like kim and Pete because i know they've been filming like the kim's uh, the pete stuff and that's gonna be like six months more like six months is i mean it's better than what it what it's if been. love island can do it hulu can do it yeah i think they like having a little buffer though, breather yeah because it, it makes it less of a big deal yeah and by then we're also we're all like kind of checked out and onto the next thing and it's like oh we cared so much about that then it wasn't a big deal and like we're over it yeah so anyways i'm excited to watch this journey for Kim I'm really proud of her and proud of her and like that's really fucking hard so role models role model role model and speaking of role models our fifth and final story times 2021 person of the year is Dr. Theodore Fichemin and to celebrate we've prepared a song it's the final story Yes, it's Elon Musk, isn't it? No, it's really Dr. Theodore Fichemin. Thanks to his major contributions to the medical field this year, Dr. Theodore Fichemin has been named as Times 2021 Person of the Year. We couldn't be prouder. Everyone, he sleeps his way to the top. <laughs> and it's, he's just an example. To us all. To us all. But the runner-up was Elon Musk, the world's richest person and Tesla CEO, has been chosen as Times 2021 Person of the Year runner-up. The publication announced on Monday, December 13th. So this is a big deal, Elon. I mean, it is. There are only like so many people in the running for like Times Person of the Year. I would say he's probably like one of like 15 people, you know? Mm -hmm. Because you think of like businessmen, politicians, activists, like there's not that many like who are all the way up there. Mm -hmm. So Elon was definitely, if you had asked me like who would have, he was definitely in the circle of people. But I still am very shocked by this. Yeah, I'm shocked that they're giving him, like, the credit I feel like that he deserves. people hate him. Like, people do hate him. Like, haters gonna hate. Yeah. But, I, I mean, he's my person of the year. He's my person every year. Can I tell you not to be mean? Like, I'm not loving the photo they chose. I don't really feel like it does him justice. I agree. I, I think he's cuter than that. I agree. And it's, like, extremely serious. And he's, like, kind of goofy. No, and it has this, like, really unflattering spotlight on him that's, like, showing all his fine lines and wrinkles. Like, it's just rude. Yeah, no, like, he needs curology. No, he needs curology, and he just needs, like, airbrush like everyone else. Like, yeah, what's no, with this really, like, they're harsh. Started, it's harsh. Suddenly they're, like, Aeropostale or, like, one of those brands, like, you know, we don't airbrush. 
Yeah, no, I agree. It's definitely harsh, but I don't think Elon is, cares. He, I mean, he's probably not even seen the picture. He's, yeah. you know, he sat down for an interview, which I'm excited to read. And I think he's probably, you know, I don't think he gets too in the weeds about stuff like this, no. but I'm sure it's nice to be recognized. You know? Yeah. I mean, like, I know he's this, for, like, this controversial figure because he's the richest man alive. But when you really think about what he's contributed to society, especially through Tesla and then all, all the space stuff, it's very impressive. It's, like, you have, to, you have to recognize that you do. No, he's out here being a genius. Go, Elon. Go, Elon. It's your birthday. Go, Elon. He's Albert Einstein of our generation. And I would hope that Albert Einstein would be on the cover of Time. I completely agree. Um, that's how I feel about that. I completely agree. So... Anyways, speaking of Teslas, um, and this will be a nice pivot into our TV recap, um, when Jenny's, Jenny... I knew, I knew exactly what you were going to say. <laughs> Carlin. When Carlin pulled, like, rolled out of the Tesla. Lamborghini like the, like, the style. doors open. I was just like, this is all my favorite things. No, I literally knew exactly <laughs> what you were going to say. Okay, but let's launch into the TV recap. Which is brought to you by Bite Toothpaste. Do you know that over 1 billion plastic toothpaste tubes are thrown out every year, ending up in landfills and oceans? That's 50 Empire State Buildings worth of plastic every single year. And Bite is reinventing personal care by making products that are good for you and the planet. It. Their hero product at Bite is the dry toothpaste tablets that come in a reusable glass jar, and the refills come in home compostable pouches. So you just drop one in your mouth, bite down, and start brushing your teeth. It'll foam up just like regular toothpaste, but with no plastic tube and no messy paste. It's really actually a very premium experience. I know you think, like, I've been brushing my teeth this one way my whole life. How will I change? It's actually very easy. And if you travel a lot for work or otherwise, it's actually really um, much easier to use when you're just hopping around and it's actually a really fabulous product that you never like think about but it really makes a huge difference on the environment they're made with clean ingredients no harsh chemicals sulfates or artificial dyes or flavors their sustainability and clean ingredients are at the center of everything they do they are certified carbon neutral cruelty free vegan and palm oil free all their packaging and shipping materials are refillable recyclable or home compostable so if you care about the environment and like to have delicious breath check out bite toothpaste they're offering our listeners 20 percent off your first subscription order go to trybite.com toast or you Use code toast at checkout to claim the deal. That's T-R-Y-B-I-T-E dot com slash toast or use code toast at trybite.com for 20% off your first subscription order. Elon would love bite. Oh, breaking news. Miss India has won Miss Universe. Oh, amazing. Congratulations. Um, okay. Salt Lake City was like such a messy episode because these women just can't fucking stay on track for one goddamn thing. Like suddenly we're all just so invested in Mary and okay, maybe that's a conversation worth having, but like, can we just hear from Jen first? She just got out of jail. Yeah, it was, I don't know if it was just cause I'd spent the whole day watching Yellowstone and then it was just like such a stark difference. It's possible. But all, like it was just all over the place. And I felt that way last week too, where it's like, I don't know where my loyalties lie. Like, so many people like half the time make sense half the time make no sense and i just there's no one that i can really ride with and when it comes i, to, I think the person i can ride with is meredith yes but she's pretty disengaged from the situation but when it comes to the jen situation i'm feeling so conflicted about all of these like legal things airing out on reality television and i just want to talk about it because when so I watched a little bit of Watch It Happens Live just until the first so commercial break. Jeff Lewis and Lisa. Lisa. And it's like, if this were your actual friend, so I guess if you're one of the women, but it's hard to tell like to what degree they're actually friends. Friends or coworkers. Right. So it, that's weird. But in general, like if this were your friend and they were going through something like this, like 
what do you what is the moral thing to do is it to stand by them or is it to not I mean because really you are innocent until proven guilty but it's like I'm not I don't know Jen so it's I'm not in that position but as a viewer it's like I don't know what I expect these women to do and then Jeff Lewis was talking about how when Todd Chrisley was going through some legal drama okay which I don't know what the drama was okay me neither but he said oh they had some tax stuff okay so Which is said, so different. He said when Todd Chrisley like was going through it, like Jeff reached out and Todd was like, you know what? You were actually one of two people who had reached out to me. Mm. Like all of his celebrity friends turned his back on him. And it turned out that Todd Chrisley was proven innocent. And like that wasn't, you know, he made the right move in reaching mm-hmm. out. But like, what if he was guilty? Did then should you have not reached out? Like you, how do you preempt these things? I don't know. What- I think you just need to really gauge it based on like how well you know the person. Like if, if this was my friend, let's say like one of someone I really had a friendship with and they said, I didn't do this. Like I would of course believe them. Yeah. I don't think Jen has given a single woman in this group the right, the, the reason to believe her. Yeah. She's been manipulative to them about like dumb shit before this. She's been mean to them. She spread lies about them. Like, so why would they have any cause to believe you now when the fbi is at your door yeah i don't know i'm just like i'm so, I, and i don't like it's just too much too much for for just casual sunday night viewing on bravo yes but you know what it really did make me think like i had a lot of problems with how erica addressed everything but she fucking addressed it like this delusional conversation she's having with sharif like i didn't do it like what like the, you have absolutely no idea in the entire world why a SWAT team showed up at your house like I just find that very hard to believe so like this la la land like oh what I saw my business partner Stuart and now pretending like she don't even know Stuart right I'm like this whole fairy tale delusional story she's telling is actually making me extremely grateful for the directness we had from Erica honestly right and also we know in present day that Stuart like has pled guilty and that he is like working giving a, them everything deal. so there there was nefarious business transactions going on obviously and she's literally just trying to dump this whole thing on Stuart yeah well she's just trying to distance herself from him and it's like wait what we just watched you put a din- banana in his mouth yeah like so I'm just frustrated with that because these like if the women in Beverly Hills didn't do it these women are certainly not going to be able to no, instead they're focusing their efforts on Mary. on Mary. Like, because Jen has been proven to potentially, allegedly be a fraud, let's look at Mary. Yeah, and don't get me wrong. I definitely think there's something worth, like, talking about. Like, I could see Mary's church being in a documentary on Amazon in a few years. Like, there's something there for sure. Yeah. But could we just take things one step at a time? There's no need to rush. Yeah, I agree. It's It's a lot, and it's a lot to keep up with, and... And I feel like I can't get behind anyone. You're right. Like with Heather, I'm like, you're the biggest loser I've ever met in my life. Like, oh, Jen is now being accused of heinous crimes. So she'll, she'll finally have time for you. And like, you're the first person to show up at her door. Like, get a life. Like she's, Heather's just taking L after L this season. I agree. And then Lisa, like, I really do want to get behind because I actually agree with her. Like she's the only one who's being honest. Like she's talking to her husband. Like, what do I do? My friend just got like, how do I be a good friend while also being a good person? She's having a normal reaction. But this Mary stuff, like she's so fucking delusional. Like the, what Heather and Whitney are saying she did, she a hundred percent did. She brought camera around. She dropped these crumbs. She let other people pick it up. And then she flipped on them. Also, Whitney, like, going and calling Cameron and thinking that she is, like, doing something stealth of the century. It's like, you literally just 
fell even further than she could have ever dreamed. You did into- exactly what Lisa wanted you to do. No, no, no. But I don't think Lisa ever dreamed that she would call Cameron. I mean, that's take, a best case scenario. Take this all up as her own. Know the exact same amount of information as Lisa. And Lisa doesn't have to mm-hmm. like continue to put it out there. Mm-hmm. Like I know she thinks she was doing something. But I think she was actually doing exactly what Lisa could only have dreamed of. No, she thought she was like taking her power back. And she was giving every ounce of it up. Like it was yeah. the worst call ever. No, I agree. And now she's in the same position as Lisa. Like and there's and she just keeps thinking she's like oh and like and I do think Lisa like there is a manipulative thing happening where she wants to talk about it she doesn't want to be the one to bring it up we see it all the fucking time Shannon Bedore mm-hmm. and she's being called out on it but like Whitney is like thinks she's doing something and she's not yeah and I'm having a really hard time like riding for Whitney in other aspects when what oh. we saw last night let's talk with, about Iris and Bo let's talk about Iris and Bo Wild Rose a million dollar line of credit $250,000 of their savings $20,000 for a party at your house with one photographer $20,000 for a photo shoot where there's no product and no updated branding and oh as Jenny said you know a white wall and white flowers I it was making me very anxious like I think we should shut this whole operation down of course no but it's like it's too late and also that is so much money to put into a business like I think at this point I would say they've at least put in say half a million Mm -hmm. of their own dollars like into Whitney's skincare is that what it is it's a skincare line Mm -hmm. um and that's just too, too much, too right. much money. Start your own business. But like in this day and age with like Shopify and all these platforms, like you really don't need to spend more than like $30,000 to launch a skincare brand. No, but like start small. Like what did you spend all that money on? I mean, now seeing that she does a $20,000 photo shoot, it's right. like, you know, oh, she did 30 photo shoots. She's being like, taken for a ride. She should start small. Make sure that there's proof of concept that people even want her new skincare. Like you've been a housewife for one season. I, like it's it's not a guarantee. No, and like this is what Andy talked about in one of his books, like The Curse of Housewives, is when you think that like your whole life is going to change forever and like you have all this financial stability and you make such bad financial decisions and it's even worse when your husband gets involved. So I really hope her husband just like keeps her on track because she admitted like she's not good with money. And when literally someone asked how much it cost for her to put on that event, at her house with a bunch of influencers who just wanted to be on TV, like they she did not have to pay any of those models, her brand ambassadors. She had some champagne, some fruit, and one woman with a camera. How that's $20,000 is beyond me. She could have done that party for $1,500. Yeah. So I'm really concerned. And it just doesn't have to be this way. A million dollar line of credit. I'm not saying like she shouldn't start a business, but like you you have to start smaller, you know? No, anyone should start a business that they want without ruining the financial standings of their families. And without... 100% 100% of your savings, you know? Yeah. It's, you, sure, dip into savings. That's you, that's but, what they're there for. But not all of it. That, no, there's it was no very frustrating. It, I'm really, like, it was, it was upsetting. Yeah, especially because I can't really imagine how you spend 500 grand on the launch of a skincare line that has no products. Like No, but I'm assuming $500,000 for the products from the from the beginning. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. For like bottles and 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 labs. How much are you fucking ordering? And factory. No, but that's what I'm saying. Like she should have been ordering far less. You know, Kylie started with ten thousand lip kits, right? Which like for Kylie was a small amount, right? But I I imagine like to start a, a brand like you do need capital. It's not like a a, a brand a business with no overhead. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming she bought bottles. She did lab testing. She has products. She has employees. This and that. It's frightening. But the photo shoot would say otherwise right this there are a, no products it was a rebrand photo shoot with the old branding make it make sense i uh, know it's literally it's hurting me it was painful and like i really appreciated jenny for calling it out but you know what the thing is about jenny 
she has some of the worst takes of all time, like as it pertains to the ladies' drama. And like she does have a few things going for her, but she also has a lot working against her because everything that comes out of her mouth, I completely disagree with. I completely agree with you. <laughs> she's just not cutting it. No, she's like, she's she does have this Vietnamese party next week that I think becomes the breeding ground for a lot of stuff. And she seems like she starts yelling and like she needs to step her pussy up. And <laughs> that's from I, I know. Sex and City. She needs to step her pussy up. Um, because it's really not cutting it. Like know, she can like, only she can only ride the coattails of Carlin for so long. I, I need ten minutes dedicated to Carlin at the end of this episode. But um, I saw that she gets up and starts screaming. But like I'm just praying for her that she's screaming in the right direction. Yeah, she's always on the I'm wrong side of history. Because I'm like she's screaming about like you know someone doing something irrelevant to the situation. Next week's episode, she's gonna bring up like what happened between her and Marriott tubing a month ago. Like, yeah. No, next week looks really chaotic and like not in a good way, you know? Yeah, because they're all at dinner and like I think they they blow up was about Mary, not even about Jen. Yeah, and they're all like turning on each other, like Lisa and Meredith. Right, but they literally said it was the opposite of what they were gonna do. When they got to Vail, they had this like big plan and I was all on board and nobody has followed the plan. It's so crazy and chaotic. And we need to talk about Carlin because she saved the episode with her sophisticated taste buds. This, I mean, all of Jenny's kids are so cute. and But, like, Carlin is just everything of the sort. Can I say, I don't really have, like, a personal connection to Carlin like you do. So I'll just let you take the floor. But I was looking on Twitter and, like, a lot of people feel this way about Carlin. That she is, like, the unsung hero of this season. Yeah. Which is, she's just, like, so, she's so mature. Which, you know, Jenny said she's a 45-year-old woman. She is. The sophisticated taste. But the thing is, like, hysterical. No, and, you know, you sent me a tweet that really summed it up perfectly. Like, Carlin is exactly who Brooks Marks thought he was last season. Thought he was going to be. Yeah. But no. And but that's life just, had other plans. Yeah. Man plans. God laughs. God laughs. And it's just always a joy to see Jenny's wonderful children. Like, truly. I'm glad they're using her as the asset that she is. No, like, and for that reason, I hope she stays on the no, show. No, Jenny might, might get a second season. And it's all because of Carlin. No, but it's really just nice to see, like, well-behaved, respectful children yeah. on Real Housewives. Because typically, I would say 80% Monsters. of the time, like, they really are. But maybe because they're also mostly, like, teenagers. And they're just in this rebellious phase. And, and they're spoiled. And it's, right. And it's just, like, it's hard to watch. But it's such a joy to watch, like, these kids who are so into science and food and just like living it's their really best cute. lives. Yeah, I agree. It's really just sweet. Do you want a spinoff cruising with Carlin? I would love a spinoff like where maybe like Carlin goes she out. She does with like science experiments like Bill Nye like Carlin the science guy. Yeah, or like I need to come up with a better like Carlin's Corner where like she teaches you something new every day. Right, but also she has this like sophisticated palette like maybe we get her on the road with Guy Fieri Diners, mm. Drivers and Dives with Carlin. That's not a bad idea. Dynamic duo. Free idea. <laughs> so cute. So all in all, it was like a chaotic episode, but it's good. Like things are moving and it's better than, you know, some of the franchises we'd had recently where like nothing moved. Agreed. Um, and then considering you watched, this is like the biggest drama to hit Housewives um, in a long time. A lot of them, they're dropping the ball. It's not giving me what I needed. They to. are dropping the ball by, by like thinking they're doing something with Mary, but they're really just like letting Jen off the hook. Yeah. They've got to stop. Like yeah. for real. Yeah. I want to shake them and be like, wake up. This is like an historic moment and you're fucking, draw, you're fucking it up. Yeah. And also I felt like even with in Beverly Hills, even though they didn't like really hold Erica to account that much, like they talked a lot about the nature of the crimes. Whereas they here, had questions. Yeah. And like they had the LA Times article mm -hmm. and they were like, okay, we have the $20 million loan. This is a Ponzi scheme. What about the burn victims? What about the, you know, Boeing crash victims? And here it's like, Aside from that one conversation in the van, like, talk more about what's Her business. going on. Yeah. Because, like, for just, like, the lay people, 
we don't know we don't know what's going on if we, and we're just listening to jen it's like she just got picked up out of nowhere literally so that would be my notes um you also watched sex lives of college girls tell I me what did, you thought and i loved it so much I did thought, you realize that that girl kimberly is well, timothy chalamet's sister i've hit senior story okay. so i already knew that and that was already a fun fact. it was like a life-changing fact for me yeah if i had discovered it after the show i would have been life-changed but um I already knew it. Who is your favorite character? Honestly, I think it's Kimber. She re- okay, so I hate despised her in the beginning, but she really grew on me. But someone who I think was like consistently funny and like the best the whole time was Bella. Yeah, she just had like such a great attitude, attitude. and you and like she was always getting the girls like up and at them, and she's really the reason why they're going to become this like Click. unstoppable foursome. Yeah. Uh, so I appreciated that about her because you always need like a friend like that in college, and maybe it's because from the beginning, like you told me, Kimberly was like Dana, so I just had a soft spot in my heart for her. Do you agree that she's Dana? In this, in many ways, she is, but in other ways, she isn't. But you know, no right. one's anyone to a T. That's true. And I just thought she was so funny. so funny and. I really liked her character development. Me too. Um, I have recently like become obsessed with Renee uh, Layton. She, Layton. You know, she's from Mean Girls on Broadway. I found that out last Me night. too. And I followed her on TikTok and she has the most incredible voice. Like she, all she does is sing in her car, in her house. She plays the piano. She's like one of the most talented singers of all time. I hope she does like a number next season right, like or something. Maybe like joins, you know, the a talent show group. or something. Yeah. Um, and she's a lesbian in real life. So it's just like this great culmination of her in her character. And like, I really can't choose a favorite, honestly. Yeah. And I just, every time we spend more time on one person than another, like I just, I really like all of the girls and I feel like so many of their personalities are very real too. And also the way that they even like look, I'm sure they're actually like a little bit older than college age girls, but like the way that they dress, it's all very collegey, collegey and real and like the parties and the, and the themes, like it's, it's pretty on the nose. And the social media stuff, I think they like nailed pretty nicely. Yeah. They did. I, I I thought it was such a good show. I'm excited for season two. I mean, I, I really know. Don't hope- you wish you had like a bank of seasons like you could just watch? Of course, because it was just like snackable episodes, mm-hmm. and it was a great. I it was just a great show. And you know what that is? It's the Mindy Kaling effect. Like she just makes good shit. Like period. Yeah. Like she gets the current. Like she gets the culture. Yeah. She's almost like a like a night like a twelve year old stuck in the body of like a mature woman because she like gets it. Yeah. I feel that way with that other show she does, um, Never Have I Ever, which I, I don't think you would like. No, I didn't it's, watch it. They're like in high school. They're like really young. Got it. No, it, it just like, it was great. It was great fun watching it. Honestly, I, I would recommend it to all the toasters. I think you guys would like it. Me too. I would recommend it to everyone. Yeah. And then Yellowstone, new season. It's just giving me everything and more. Plus, they've been pushing hard the prequel in the, comer- like every commercial Faith break. Hill they're showing us 1883 previews mm-hmm. with... Tim McGraw, Faith Hill, Sam Elliott. And that also looks really good. It actually premieres next week. And I'm excited. I'm excited to watch that too. It looks nice. like like a lot. And it's also like 1883. So, you know. It's a lot. It better be good. Yeah. You know? Um, okay. Well, I watched Succession, but I'm forbidden from speaking about it. So that's our show. That's our show. Plus, like, to spoil, like, I'm not the only one who didn't watch last night. Are you going to watch it tonight? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, that's our show. Thank you guys so much for listening to The Morning Toast, The Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So at Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places where we listen to podcasts. Find us on Morning Toast. Leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. And if you made it to the end of this episode, thank you so much for actually listening to us. We really appreciate it. Why don't you go drop an emoji on our most recent Instagram to let us know that you made it to the end. How about the rocket ship in honor of the time person of the year, Elon Musk, and his never-ending journey to space? Yes. Go, Elon. Go, Go Elon. Elon. 
Go, Elon. Go, Elon. Have a great day, everyone. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye.